Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome, and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat, and stay tuned for the introduction right here, now, live in the Breakout Room. It's the place for health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay tuned. Our next guest in the breakout room is considered as a real estate guru. He is Joe Rocky, the founder of Rocky Real Capital. And he will show you how to rent to own your investment property. He says, I have created a series of real estate business beginning in 2011 in this specific industry. 97% of my competition fails in the first year. Over a decade later, we still are going strong with no end in sight. He's also the host and founder of the podcast entitled Father and Joe. So let's welcome live in the breakout room this real estate genius, the man, Joe Rocky. Well, thank and you for having me. That was beautiful. <laughs> I'm glad that you like it. Thank you so very much for appreciating what we do here at Andy's Personal Development in the breakout room. Thank you for coming on, Joe. How are you this afternoon? Oh, I'm doing great. Yes, great. Wonderful. That's good to hear. That's a nice way to start off. And we thank you again for coming on on the show to, to share your life and your expertise with us. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate it. We hope it's going to add some value to our viewers. So, Joe, tell us what it is about your business and your style of success that you have achieved over the years that makes you so unusual, like one of a kind in the real estate world. Yeah, so what we do here is unique in the sense of how we create the relationship between mm -hmm. our landlords and our tenants. Um, right. Most landlords enter into a potential interaction with a tenant with the assumption that the tenant is going to fail and the uh -huh. tenant is going to break my house and that everything is going to go bad. And we, first off, don't start that way. We, we right. start with the assumption that everything is going to work out. And because we are targeting people specifically that want to own a house, but for whatever reason in their life, normally it's a poor credit score. They can't own a property in their, they can't own it because they can't get the mortgage. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is we built a system where they're able to increase their credit while being able to live in it at the same time. Yeah. And I don't micromanage them. I, in fact, I tell all of my tenants when we begin that, yes, we are signing a lease and technically I am a landlord. You are a tenant. 
But mm-hmm. what this relationship really is, what it's going to be, is it is a buyer-seller relationship. Okay. When you have your house, you fully own it, this house, mm-hmm. and a pipe breaks, you're not going to call up the bank and say, come here and fix it. You're yeah, going to figure it out yourself. Right. Likewise, you're going to be the one who cuts the grass, shovels the snow in the winter, and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So we have changed the dynamic. Now, people would go, well, as a land, as a tenant, why would I ever want to be in a property where I have to do everything? That's part of the point of being a tenant. And my answer to that is, you're not the kind of tenant I'm looking for. There's very smaller percentage of tenants out there that want this. They really want to be homeowners, but okay. they can't. Right. And that's what we target, and, and we're unique in that, in that there's not a, that's not the majority of the tenant pool, and likewise, not the majority of landlords do it the way I do. Okay, great. So you, you give these people a sense of ownership mm-hmm. in terms of that level of commitment for maintenance for the property that they're actually paying for. I understand the concept, and it's a pretty good one. So Joe, tell us, have you always wanted to be involved in real estate or is it something that happened in your life and the dynamics change and you decided, yeah, this is it for me? What it is that got you involved in real estate in the first place? Well, definitely number two. Um, what I wanted was I wanted to have residual income. That's what okay. I knew I wanted. So okay. when I came out of college, I ended up working in a company that sold life insurance and annuities under uh-huh. one of the promises was that I would get residuals for the rest of my life on what I sold when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And in theory, that sounds great. Um, until right. I sat down and did the math that the uh-huh. residual payout rate was 0.1%. Wow. Said another way, I would have to work a thousand years to get mm-hmm. one year's income. And right. that math, once it figured it out, dawned on me that it wouldn't work. So then it became... Oh. Let's go find something where we can do this. Mm-hmm. And 11 years ago, there was virtually no subscription-based revenue products. Like now, you're on SteamYard, which is the, the, the engine I use. You can pay them on a monthly basis. Your phone is on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can build a, a revenue stream where you get paid monthly. Then it really didn't exist like that. Everything was just an upfront payment. You get your service now and you pay it a day, except for utilities Mm -hmm. and property. So landlording kind of became the default answer for that because I can get my residual income in effect. Mm -hmm. um, And there wasn't a whole lot of other options to do it. Um, Given that statement I just said there, if I was starting today, I'm not totally sure it would still be the same one. But Knowing where I'm at now, I'm very glad that I chose this. There's obviously a lot of up and downs along the way, yeah. but I'm very glad with how it all worked out and how it, uh, how we got to where we're at. Great. Thanks for sharing. What it is that actually brought you to the place where Rocky Real Capital became something tangible and productive? Um, probably on the second flip. So the, the, the first f- property I bought, we flipped. And I did it horribly wrong. It was not fun. Economically, okay. the relationships okay. were broken. It was just all bad. It was a mm-hmm. bad product. It, it wasn't good. And I had already started the second flip before I completed the first one. Okay. So it, had I not done that, I'm not sure I ever would have done the second one. Right. But I was already in. I was already committed. And there was a lot of my money already out the door. And we better get some of this back. Mm-hmm. And that was really how we got into it. It became tangible was when that first one failed, 
and there was no other option and there is no other option it yeah, has yeah. to work right and you don't get much more real than that at that time i knew what keller um every single utilities bill meant uh, whether it mm -hmm. meant i had 10 days to pay it off whether it was just the 30-day notice or whatever i was yeah. jumping around like crazy just trying to survive just one more day right. until this house would sell and everything would become good again great thanks for sharing joe I, I hear in your voice uh, a commitment to resilience and a desire to succeed, and that's a very good spirit to have. In your business, Joe, as you continue to, to build and develop, what are some of the challenges that you face dealing with your tenants on a daily basis? Well, thankfully, I've outsourced all that onto them. Um, okay. the, 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 the bigger challenge was figuring out how to thread the needle of the law. It took five mm -hmm. years to figure that out to be able to build this. So right. legally, I could put everything on the tenants. Mm -hmm. I can do it in a way where they also have a buy-in because they put a pretty big non-refundable payment down, which okay. is much more than your standard one-month rent. It's mm -hmm. almost as much as a year's worth of rent. But okay. it also goes towards them purchasing the house. Yeah. So if they don't follow up on this purchase, they're out. And that's just mm. the way it is. Yeah. So there's a lot of buy-in from them. And the hard, the hardest part is selecting the right person um, to be okay. there. But once okay. I found them, I'm out of their life. You guys run this as you're supposed to. It's your house. You want to make right. it Barbie pink? Do it. You know, Go you want to change the garage into a workshop? Yeah. Do it. I, I'm not here to interfere with you. Okay, great. And with regards to the competition in your area, in terms of other rival companies and what they may be doing, how do you add up or or, or stand beside them in, in regards to the, the industry as a whole? So the way that the landlording world just kind of works, and really the real estate industry in general is... Uh -huh. Unless you're going out and trying to build acre-wide developments with just yep. massive swaps of land, there's mm -hmm. not really a whole lot of ton of direct competition from my company to okay. another. It's not like Chevy and Ford. Right. It's more like there's, at any given point, uh, you know, ten to 50,000 houses on the market, and we just have some of them. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it's not a direct competition. Um, in that regard, I mean, it is, but it isn't, if that makes yeah. sense. It's more fighting the market than an individual uh -huh. within it. Okay. Okay. Great. I understand. Thanks for sharing, Joe. With regards to going forward in terms of expansion, development, growth, what are the plans that you have for your company or business? What is the vision that you see for the future? So that vision really kind of began at the very beginning when Wolf, Governor Wolf said I was unessential. Mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of COVID, and, and basically Pennsylvania was the, the one of the worst states in terms of getting shut down. Okay. So tenants realized for basically two years that they didn't have to pay and they couldn't get evicted. So a lot of them just stopped paying. Yeah. And now we're on the other side of it where some of the evictions are finally going through. And it, it's going yeah. very slowly, um, okay. which is not good. But what's eventually going to happen is all of the, the basic roles of economics are going to come into place. Mm -hmm. You're going to... A lot of landlords that are not physically capable of repairing their houses because they don't have the money to do so. Yeah. yeah. Or they just don't want to do it anymore because they don't want to get burnt by the government telling them that they aren't essential and they just don't want to play this game anymore. Okay. So long story short, demand is going to plummet. 
and the amount of these broken houses in rental areas, so not the greatest areas to begin with in the first place, um, are just going to be so much supply, no demand, and the prices are going to devalue themselves. And it's going to start in all of the bad areas of any metropolitan area. Worse, depending upon how your state was in shutting down COVID. So our plan basically is we're going to wait till it gets really, really bad and buy a whole bunch of houses on the cheap. And then that's how we're going to grow it on the other side of this recession of rebuilding properties when there's not a whole lot of uh, people who want to buy them. And we're just sitting and waiting. And that's that's really the, the, the deck that uh, Governor Wolf is making me play. And you were talking about um, the vision. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, the, the vision really is coming out from the fact that we were told that we were unessential. We really weren't able to work. And there's going to be a lot of properties out there that are going to be on the very discounted price because of basic supply and demand of economics. You know, many landlords um, are just not going to have enough money to, to repair their properties, let alone the, the desire to walk into another broken house. So basic supply and demand, no one's going to want to buy them. There's going to be a lot of it for sale. Yeah. It's going to get really cheap. And we're just going to keep waiting and waiting and waiting until it gets really, really cheap. And then that's when we're going to expand by buying a vast amount of houses on pennies on the dollar. Um, and that's the plan. Wow. Um, we, we are kind of coming out of the COVID-19 era, if, if I can use that term. Mm -hmm. And um, But you stated that almost 97% of the competition fails in the first year and oh, yeah. i know that we are facing quite tough economic times what is the main contributing factor to that high level of failure in the industry well people think it's easy and it's not i guess is the the first starting point in black and white it's on paper it's not complicated you buy a property you fix it up you sell it for more mm -hmm. and when you simplify it like that it sounds really easy but the reality is, is that the vast majority of us have no idea what can actually happen wrong with a property. And experience is really the best teacher for that. Mm -hmm. Even less people have any idea of what it is to hire a crew and be in charge of them. Um, yeah. And how to manage people that often don't act like adults. Most people have no idea how to handle that. <laughs> And not to mention the finance element that goes into funding one of these types of properties is incredibly difficult to play with. I mean, you're right. normally talking somewhere between 15 and 25% interest. Yeah. That's essentially on a credit card. Okay. So it's, um, it, it's very challenging. It, it's, it's something that, that there's a lot of ways it can go wrong. And most people have no idea most of these ways. And having done enough of them, I, I, know, I can tell pretty much immediately. And I really make the money by picking the right house because okay. I, I've seen so many things that can go wrong and I know what they are and mm -hmm. I avoid them. All right. Great. Thanks for sharing. Tell us a little bit about the, the podcast. It has an unusual name. How did you name it? <laughs> so it, yeah, it, it's father and Joe and um, he's father Bonus Hicks. He's, he's a Roman Catholic wow. priest. So okay. they are titled father and, and, and that's, that's what really started it. Okay, great. And how is it going so far? Is it creating an impact? Are you, are you um, having a, a good following? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, you know, so uh, Father and Joe was created originally in 2017. 
Mm. And at that time, um, the world was really kind of dividing into CNN people or, or, or Fox people because that's when Trump got elected. Okay. And there was a notion that you shouldn't talk to the other side. Make the other side a cartoon so you don't have to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And any time that has ever happened in human history, regardless of what country it's happened in, yeah. bad things have resulted. And uh-huh. we wanted to do something to try to slow it down. So you can make the argument from a national perspective, have we really done anything? Um, And no, because it's still CNN and Fox people. But we do know that we are making a difference in the lives of the individuals that do watch us as they're able to take something personal to them and Mm -hmm. use it to have better relationships within their own lives, which then extend everyone around them. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing, Joe. And congrats to you guys. Uh, Wow. Boniface Hicks. That's mm-hmm. the priest, right? Yeah, yeah. Great. wonderful. Well done. Okay, I just have one more question before we go on, on, a, on a short ad break. In yeah. terms of the lessons that you've learned along the way, particularly in the last 11 years, what advice would you give for someone who's trying to get into your industry right now? So I would say don't try to take everything on yourself. Find mm-hmm. someone who knows a portion of it and preferably the portion you don't want to do Uh and partner up with them. It's much better to be a co-owner in a successful entity than a hundred percent owner in a failing entity. So the quick and short would be find someone who likes doing the things you don't want to do and become friends. Yeah. Great. Thanks for sharing Joe. We've been listening to Joe Rocky live in the breakout room on Andy's personal development talking about his life and his experiences in the real estate industry, the founder of Rocky Real Capital. And we will be going for a short break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, folks. FindRadioGuest.com, the place to click to find guests to interview for free. And if you're a radio show booker, podcaster, talk show host, or television producer, then this is the place to get podcasts and radio interviews or promote your books and products as a guest expert sponsor. Find radioguest.com. Check it out. Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development. Hi, people. This is a special invitation for you to join our community. Yes. We're inviting you to join our community for 2022. What's in store? Well, what we want is your feedback on our content and our guests, but more so on what you need to be inspired and transformed from your current condition to one of happiness, health, and prosperity. So drop us a line and reach out. Help us to better help you achieve your goals. So, people, Inbox me at www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. That's www.facebook.com slash mddreamer slash. Or send me an email at lovebitsa at gmail.com. That's lovebitsa at gmail.com. We love hearing from you as we build our partnership in growth and development. And we look forward to your communicator. Help us to help you to live a better life in personal growth and development from Andy's personal development. We love you. We look forward to hearing from you. See you soon.
Bye for now. So we are live back in the breakout room with Joe Rocky, the real estate man. And as we continue with the conversation, Joe, when you look at the, the amount of resources and the time that you are committing to your business, how much of it cuts into your personal life in terms of the balance between work, personal life, social life? How much is it that the business demands of you or takes away from your family life and time or have you got it so balanced that everything is just a-okay? Well, now it is. At, at the beginning, it, it, it wasn't at all. Um, I mean, I'm really glad that I wasn't married when I started this. Okay. Um, I don't think it would have been able to work, really, because, um, A, the stress of, of having the thing constantly balancing from the economic side of it, from being really big checks to yeah. we're now wondering if the bank accounts can be able to stretch all the way to the end of the month. Mm. Um, so I was able to handle that by myself because I could see the vision of what I was building okay. and what it was going to be. But in terms of the physical time element, um, it, it is now pretty balanced where mm. um, at least in the entering into COVID, it was very balanced. Once I got told I was unessential, I had yeah. all the time in the world, um, which has definitely slowed down the growth of the company, but it got yeah. to a high enough level where it's able to survive and, and maintain. All right, great, wonderful. Uh, with regards to a mentor in your life, you know, everyone has this person that they go to, the still voice that they confide in when they need information, advice, or just another opinion to help you make an important decision. Do you have that individual in your life? And if so, who's that person? Yeah, you know, it, People sometimes think this is, is made up or not, but but really it, it's it comes in prayer. Like, you know, ah. when, when you're just sitting around and you're in a really quiet state and you, you just ask the question, you know, how am I going to figure out a way to get through this? Yes. And it just comes. I, I, I don't describe it, but to me, that's what prayer is. Um, okay. and, and that's that's the answer. Great. Thanks for sharing. Are you planning to do a book or, or some sort of publication in the future, Joe? You know, I, I have a lot of different book ideas going on out there, some of which are, are nonfiction, some of which are, are pertaining to the leadership. Mm -hmm. um, but at this point, I have started writing about two chapters of each of them, but uh, none of them have actually progressed to that because I do have this problem of seeing something new and wanting to build it immediately. Mm -hmm. And the book is the one that constantly gets put on the back burner as I go and create some new project in the meantime. Yeah. All right, but the, the important thing is, Joe, you started. So mm -hmm. at some point in time, it's going to get done. You know, you just have to discipline yourself to get it, dedicate the time and, and the resources to it. But I believe you can do it. Yeah, it you also know. has to rank as one of the three most important priorities that I'm doing right now. I have a lot of things that I've started for better or worse. <laughs> hey, Joe, what are some of the life lessons that you have learned along the way? Stuff that you would tell uh, your, your, your young child or a young adult or someone in your company that you may want to mentor at some point in time, life skills advice that you would have learned, what would you say to them? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, it really comes down to whether you, you put churchy words to them or not, you have to live mm -hmm. a life that's accountable and virtuous. And, and the four mm -hmm. that I focus on people with is prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. So right. what that means without the church words is prudence is have your mind open to learn new things. Mm 
and to not just accept something that you think is wrong and to critically analyze is what I'm being told the truth yeah. and then if so what can I do about it and fortitude okay. is the what can I do about it being out to, to challenge whatever lie you're getting attacked with um, justice is treating people fairly at the end of the day am I hiring this person because they're the best for the job or because of some arbitrary role or arbitrary feature about them that doesn't really impact the job. So only hire people in for, that are the best for what you need the job to be. And temperance to me is the biggest one in society that mm -hmm. we're lacking in, but the most important one. You know, temperance is where humility comes from. Right. And it's controlling yourself and, and being willing to sacrifice today for the betterment of tomorrow. And really that's what the most important thing of all parents is, that, that that's how maturity is. Can I deny something today to make tomorrow better and that's those four things are really if you can instill those in your life the rest of your life will get better by default and it's will happen pretty quickly actually yeah great wonderful inspirational joe thanks for sharing great stuff in terms of uh retrospect and looking back at your life mm -hmm. uh the times the experiences if you had the opportunity to change anything, would you do so or would you just have accepted it all over again? Well, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, the, the bubble effect, if you were to change one thing, how, how would have it ended up? I mean, obviously, there's a couple of tenants that I had that I wish I wouldn't have selected them to be my tenants. Um, you uh, know, and the, there's a lot of unnecessary things there. Um, I think that I, I would have been overall more willing to judge people despite everything in society tells me not to because yeah. in the majority of my failures in relationships i could tell there was something off in the very beginning but i wasn't okay. willing to judge it for what it was right. and i don't mean judge on arbitrary reasons mm -hmm. but know mm -hmm. that yeah. no there's just not going to work mm -hmm. and i think that that's really the skill that i've learned along the way that has made things better now than what they were then being able okay. to have better relationships, A, by selecting who we're having the relationships with, mm -hmm. and B, being critical upon myself about what did I do wrong that made this situation go sideways? You know, what can I do better next time? And sometimes it's just we started with the wrong partner, and sometimes yeah. it's something I did, and that's just part of self-analyzing and moving forward. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing, Joe. In terms of community work, community development, are you involved with any NGOs or even government in terms of uh, colleges, programs and stuff and teaching people about business and growth and development and real estate leadership, all of that? Any community development work at all? So in terms of the government, normally they're the problem that make things worse. Um, wow. so, so trying to get with them doesn't really, really help. The way that, okay. that we're helping the community around us is mm -hmm. that we, most of my properties are in these neighborhoods that could either be rental areas mm -hmm. or they can be home ownership areas five okay. years from now. And what I'm doing is by putting people there that are going to be homeowners is we're tipping the scales to making the neighborhood better because mm -hmm. it is proven that areas that have more home ownership and less rentals have people who care more about their properties, care mm -hmm. more about themselves. So it's a nicer place for walking around. As okay. a result, crime tends to be less and, you know, also all the other happy things you like. Students mm -hmm. are better in school, grades are higher, all that good stuff. And if I can just help the guy who's three houses down 
because I made this house nice, opposed to being somewhere where we have to avoid, then that then that is a positive influence. Great, wonderful. What is your idea, Joe, of the ideal employee, uh, the kind of individual that you'd want in your business, with that kind of mindset or attitude that you know you could rely on, and help you to continue to develop and grow based on the policies and, and the levels of success you have achieved? What's the ideal kind of employee for you? So you, you kind of said the word there in the middle, which is I have to be mm -hmm. able to rely on you. So, so I have to be yeah. able to trust you to do what you say you're going to do. And uh -huh. as far as the individual skill sets that you mm -hmm. may possess or may not, that's kind of irrelevant. It's at okay. the end of the day, can I trust you and us to build a relationship? Now, that uh -huh. doesn't mean I'm going to trust you with my entire company the first time we meet. We're going to have to prove some stuff along the way. But mm -hmm. do I believe at the end of the day I can trust you? I can see us still having a positive relationship a year from now. Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, then we explore that relationship. And as time builds it truer and truer, then we give more and more responsibilities. And that's how that's how I do it. And it seems to work out fairly well. Right. So currently, are you having any challenges in-house with your employees? And if so, how do you address them? Well, yeah, I mean, the biggest challenge, and I'm not unique, and this is not a unique issue to real estate, but this is certainly something that's in Pennsylvania, um, right. probably nationally, is that people just got paid so much money not to work. The amount of money that I would have to pay them to compete with unemployment, they're not capable of producing enough to make that worth it. So right. I am caught in a spot Mm -hmm. where I need to have someone, but they're not going to be worth what I need to pay them. Yeah. So it's a problem because mm -hmm. either I'm going to cut that portion of my business out possibly forever, yeah. um, or I'm going to lose money on it, which will just make me cut that part of my business out down the road. Okay. So I'm at a crossroads with neither answer being happy. And what I'm doing is I'm just hoping that the government will realize paying people not to work in this absorbent way is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, and this isn't just my opinion. Yeah. It's proven by the fact that there's twice as many jobs as people wanting to get a job. Mm -hmm. So that's the key part of the unemployment figure. It's not that you don't have a job. It's that you want to get a job. And that right. desire has been killed because you can be paid to do nothing. And, you know, th th that's not okay. That You're using uh -huh. my tax money to make it harder for me to hire someone. Like, I have right. a very big problem with that. Right. Great. So let, let's say you, you were the, the one expert that people would need to listen to with regards to the industry. And you have just under 8 billion people, which is roughly the world uh, population at this time. And there's one thing you need to say to them about preserving and understanding the power of real estate. Um, you said that you can help people with a, a rent-to-own property. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that are vital for people to understand that they can survive with that, that kind of policy if they follow the advice that you're gonna give to them? So the first thing that to realize is that all of us inherently are different. And yes, that's obvious, yeah. but not all of us are meant to be homeowners, mm -hmm. nor are all of us meant to be tenants. Wow. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, if you want to have someone take care of your stuff and if it breaks, you have someone else fixing it, that's okay. But it does yeah. mean you're probably going to be paying more in rent in almost 
every circumstances than if you own the house. But that's mm -hmm. an economic decision you're making based upon your personal desires of upkeep. Right. And that's okay. So trying to force everyone into home ownership or make it so exorbitant that no one can be in home ownership is wrong. Right. The, the, the end of the day answer is it needs to be a balance because people have different desires of what they mm -hmm. want in their life yeah. in the particular aspect of, of yeah. real estate. Right. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing, Joe. Uh, from a personal point of view, in terms of what you want to achieve for yourself, forget the business aside. Um, although sometimes people could use business as um, the means to an end, but in terms of your personal development, your personal growth, in terms of what you want to accomplish for yourself, have you been able to do that in addition to your responsibility towards the business? Yes. Long story short, yes. <laughs> yeah, and what are some of the things that you have accomplished for yourself that you can share as value with people? Well, one of the big ones is the podcast, Father and Joe. I, I okay. wanted to be able to figure out a way how to reach um, a large amount of people um, mm -hmm. and be able to give them knowledge that will help them in their day life today and also help them in the expanded world of the rest of the relationships within their okay. lives. Okay, okay, great. Thanks for sharing, Joe. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here a little bit. It's a trivia. Um, it's either or. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I use it, sometimes I don't. So it's a quick questionnaire, and it has two answers, so you choose one. Mm -hmm. If you have to choose, would it be ham and cheese or peanut butter and jelly? Oh, definitely peanut butter. Wow, that was quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why, Joe? Why peanut butter and jelly? I grew up with it. it, it, it it's, mm. it's what it was. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. And the pastime sport is baseball, but everybody seems to gravitate to Sunday night football. Which one is it for you? I way prefer to play baseball, mm -hmm. um, but I prefer to watch football. <laughs> Joe, you sound like you want to have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> that might be it. Um, that might be it. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. So we just have a few minutes left, and I'm just going to give you this time to share your handles with people. Tell them about your expertise, your professional work, um, where they can find you if they need your services and stuff, how they can contact you. All right? Yeah, so on the professional world, we built the – or not the – we built the email – 412homes at gmail.com. So if anyone wants to reach out to us for that, um, that's our, our, our primary way for professional, any advice about real estate or anything of that nature. The primary goal that I'm trying to get people to go to is to check out our podcast. It's called Father and Joe. Three simple words, Father and Joe. You can find it on any audio podcast platform. Um, we really do know that it makes a difference. It is primarily focused upon living those virtues I spoke about earlier and how to implement them. Most people get this thought of we're going to talk about Jesus and then this pit inside of us like that we don't want to share with anyone tells us no and, and not to do it. And we don't address um, it in a way where we're trying to attack you for being bad or being wrong because we recognize that everyone has mistakes. Everyone has things they wish they would have done differently in the past. And we recognize that. And we try to look at ways we can be better in the future, things that we can implement in our own lives. Now, as I mentioned before, just looking at an example of, of justice, you know, hiring the right person because they are the right person 
is beneficial for everyone involved. Whereas if you hire someone because of an arbitrary mean, you discourage the person who actually deserved it and you create a false narrative that that's what happens. So we discuss all kinds of different elements. That's just one of them. We've discussed things that, that go on around the world. Um, like for example, Putin just invaded this country. How should we feel about it? Obviously he's killing life. Like how would it be if he wasn't there? We've discussed how vaccines work, how they're made and the ethical feelings that we should have about a vaccine that's made from aborted stem cells. Um, we've discussed personal elements of how should we feel moving forward? How, how should we feel about ourselves? And then some of the more popular ones being that people can mentally grasp the concept of God, but for some reason there's a difficulty to feel him within our hearts. So those are kind of some of the big topics that we discuss, and we certainly do enjoy, invite everyone to come download us. We're every Tuesday, it's called Father and Joe. And again, we're on all the major platforms. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing, Joe. That was really awesome, inspiring. I'm going to read something for you. I'm going to ask you the closing question. Mm -hmm. It says, following graduation, I worked for three years as a personal financial advisor. In the first year, I was the officer's rookie of the year. In the second year, I was the underclassman of the year. And the third year, I left to create my first real estate business in 2011. Mm -hmm. You seem to be a man of milestones. What is the next big milestone you seek to accomplish in your life, Joe? Well, um, I, I would love it to get to to, um, to a million listens um, as far as, ah, as the podcast. That yeah, that would be yeah. that would be something that would be very great. Ah, yeah. um, I would like to get my third patent. Um, it, I have two, but I would like to get the third one. Okay. Um, and uh, I think those are probably the next big ones that we'd like to get to. Wonderful. This has been an amazing episode. Ah, the technical interruption, but we have had Joe Rocky live in the breakout room at Family Spiritual Development. He's been an amazing guest, sharing a lot of personal stuff and, of course, professional information about the real estate industry, something that is really important in here to a whole lot of people as we seek to create the opportunity to own homes and properties for ourselves. Until next time, this is Andy and our guest Joe Rocky saying so long, Godspeed, Shalom, Namaste. Remember, the tree what is health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay safe out there, people. See you soon. Bye.